Jewel's album Pieces of You from 1995 was groundbreaking. It catapulted her career. There were three singles off that album. It peaked at number four on the Billboard 200. And Jewel became a dominating force in the world of music very quickly. Today we'll be looking at her song You Were Meant For Me. And we'll be also speaking with Amy Linhausen, an upcoming singer-songwriter from the Ottawa, Canada area. Amy has just recently put together over 10 years worth of her demos on one album, and so we'll be talking to her a little bit about that today. This is a great episode, so buckle up, stay tuned, we're ready to rock. Welcome to the Song and Verse Podcast, a discovery of God's Word, one song and a few verses at a time. Here's your host, Rockin' Odd Todd. Hello and welcome to the Song and Verse Podcast. I am your host, Rockin' Odd Todd, and we are so happy you've decided to join us today. Uh, This is going to be a great episode. There's so much to talk about in the world of singer-songwriting. When you think about singers and songwriters, there's a long, long list of artists that have done that over a period of time. Um, But there may not be too many out there that have done it as convincingly as Jewel. She was really able to pour her heart out onto the lines of music uh, through the lyrics and even through the music. You can feel the emotional narrative of her stories. And so today we're going to be looking at You Were Meant For Me and just basically a story of heartache and breakup and what that looks like from a depression and despair sort of scenario, but also what the Bible has to say about what love truly is. Today, we are so happy to be joined by Amy Lynn Housen, who is an up-and-coming songwriter from the Ottawa, Canada area. She's put together a compilation of almost 10 years worth of demos, which is called Nine Years Harvest. And this is going to be a fun episode. You know, we've kind of talked more about the rock genre than anything at this point. And this is really about unity through diversity. And so it's so great to have a breath of fresh air in here and talk with Amy a little bit. And we're going to keep moving in that direction and bringing in artists of all different types of genres because that's important. And without much more to say, I'm going to go right into the episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And with that, we have Amy Lynn Housen with us tonight, singer-songwriter from Ottawa, Canada. She spent some time in the States. She's been working on her degree and master's and things of that nature and singer-songwriting. And we're going to go with her tonight and have a good conversation. How's it going, Amy? It's great, Todd. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, let's hear a little bit about your, your, your musical journey, so to speak. I know we talked a little bit about you being eight when you wrote your first song, but then maybe didn't start back up until you're 19. So tell us a little bit about your journey. Sure. I'd love to. Um, Yeah. I remember writing my first song. Uh, My parents kindly made me take piano lessons, Mm. (laughs) even though I was reluctant to practice, you know, but parents, they know what they're doing. Right. Um, And so, yeah, I wrote my first song. Um, I used to figure skate from Canada, live Mm -hmm. at the rink when we were young. (laughs) Um, But it was interesting because I actually tore up that song, you know, shortly after writing it. I might have played it for my aunt one time and then something kind of just already was in my head at that early age of not being good enough Mm. and that I just, yeah, it wasn't very good. And um, so I I tore it up, didn't think about it again until many, many years later. Um, You know, flash forward to graduating high school. I did one year of kind of an arts degree, just one year of that and realized I didn't want to write essays for four years. I wanted, I didn't know what I wanted to, to be or do yet. 
So I took a year off and worked retail. And during that time, I had so much, you know, free time on my hands. Um, I picked up my dad's old guitar and just started to teach myself how to play. Um, my family was super patient to hear me painfully, you know, building up calluses and, you know, I didn't really actually take any lessons. You know, that's, it is what it is. It's very beneficial to get lessons, but I just was just working away at it. Um, and well, and, quickly, and, and you had mentioned a, a cool little yeah, story sure, about sure. the pencil with the rubber band. So that's oh, pretty yeah. cool too. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know what a capo was, but I was just experimenting with the, you know, the neck of a guitar. And so I used a pencil and rubber bands to try to tighten it, to adjust it to where it was more comfortable for me to sing. Um, that's what we call a capo. That's and so awesome. So, you know, really had no idea what I was doing. Um, but just, yeah, it was just, it kind of just was this new hobby for me. And, and pretty quickly, song lyrics and melodies just started coming as I would be just playing away at the guitar, trying new things. Words would come at the same time. Um, and so from that, I ended up going into nursing school, became an RN. And so 19 till about 23 or 24, just kept kind of writing on my own, playing around with GarageBand on my Mac. Mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't till I graduated nursing school you know, had a, had a paycheck and didn't have to, anything really to spend it on at that point, was working on the East Coast of Canada, uh, which is very, very music oriented. And kind of got it in my mind to look up, you know, what would it look like to record in a studio? How can I get these songs more professionally done? Yeah. And so I found this great guy, his name's John Matthews at his own home studio. And we developed a really great working relationship where every five or six months, I would call him up or email him and be like, hey, can I come in and just do some recording again? And he's like, yeah. great, come on in. Super patient. Um, and that's up there, in Can up there in Canada? Yeah, on yeah. the east coast of Canada. Yeah, on a little place called Prince Edward Island. Okay, a little, okay. Little province on the east coast. Yeah. And, you know, I'd show up in those, those recording sessions and I would end up just doing live acoustic recordings because I couldn't work with a, with a metronome. Um, was super nervous, would just go in and just try and just get it out. You know, there was something yeah. inside that I just felt like I needed to, to do this. Definitely. Um, but as I got a bit more experience and they got a little more refined, I started putting them on SoundCloud and would sort of sheepishly, bashfully post about it on Facebook. But, you know, was, was not really pursuing a career as an artist that was never on my radar. It was gotcha. just a matter of there was something in me that felt like creating and I had something and just, you know, I kept getting, just pushing it a little bit, you know, every couple of years. Sure. So then in 2016, something called the Extreme Tour, which is an organization based out of Nashville. Mm -hmm. Somehow they found my songs on SoundCloud. Um, and they're like a know, nonprofit or something, right? They are a nonprofit yeah. Christian tour. Mm -hmm. They've been around for about 25 years or so. And I had never heard of them before. And then I got an email saying, hello, we found your songs. We would love to, you know, invite you down to Nashville. Wow. Come down for, you know, and eventually I got invited to come for a showcase at one of their events. Mm -hmm. And um, I had only ever played a few open mics before, before that. And then I got to play a showcase in front of about 150 people. And again, nervous, shaky, like just, it was, it's just been a really interesting journey for me. Yeah. Um, but I started to discover that there was something in me that did feel at home on a stage. Mm. It, it was very painful to get there and I'd still be nervous, but there was something that would just kind of happen where I just, yeah, felt, started to feel natural. Yeah. Um, and so I ended up touring with the Extreme Tour in 2017. I didn't have any merch um 
I mean, albums, you know, like I had done some of that recording and assembled them in demos for the extreme tour events, but still just really didn't know what I was doing. Um, right. And I'm still figuring some of that out still. But then last year I got to tour um, the whole West coast kind of, you know, up from the Midwest, all the way down Oregon, California, Phoenix. And that was with the extreme tour for two and a half months. So I really had the opportunity to really kind of just hone, hone my skills, sure. work on things. And then, um, yeah. And then I also got to go to Memphis for a year and a half, went to a music college there called visible music college and just a small Christian music college, worked on my songwriting, developed a whole group of artist friends. You know, I'd never really had a community of other artists and now I know people all across the U S Canada, the wow. world. And so that's been like, that's one of my favorite things about this whole journey is just meeting other people that have that same sort of pull. Even when you feel like you, you should quit or you're not good enough or all these things, there's something God's put in you to create and, and reflect him in some way. And so it just keeps pulling you along. And well, so it, you know, other it, people like that it really helps. It, well, it's, 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 to me, it's like Peter taking that step out of the boat, you know? Oh yeah. In, in this case, it's, you know, you start to find people that have also taken that step out of the boat absolutely, and can kind of keep each other's eyes on Christ kind of thing. Because, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, we talked about this once. It's like when Jesus said, come out, come out and, and walk on the water with me, he wasn't just talking to Peter. He's talking to all of them. Yeah. And, you know, Peter's the only one that, that had the gumption or whatever to, or mm -hmm. faith, I guess is really the word to, to say, to, to, you know, take the step. Um, yeah. So, so you were on tour, the, the extreme tour. Is that what you were on right before COVID and all that stuff? So no, the, when I was, so I ended up, again, this is just that networking. I sort of mentioned the community mm -hmm. that we've, I've developed um, or been blessed with. Um, there were, there's a band called the Holly Bells. It's a husband and wife and their daughter plays drums. They're based out of um, Southern California, Orange mm -hmm. County. And they were on tour in the extreme tour last summer. Okay. When I was on tour. So we toured together for a couple of weeks because they kind of hopped on for a few weeks, but I was on for the whole summer. Okay. Um, we just, we kept in touch. I just developed really great relationship. And um, then another artist out of South, Southern Calor, what was it? No, South Carolina um, named Danielle Speaks. She was on tour with us. And so we just kind of had been talking all year since the tour, you know, hey, we should do something again. We should try and do another tour. And so um, Paul and Marnie of that band, the Holly Bells, ended mm -hmm. up working it out. So I went over my spring break because I was still in the States sure. student visa. And we just did a little local tour of Orange County and Southern California. Um, we were supposed to go to Arizona, but that was right when COVID started emerging on the radar. Yeah. So we had to adjust our dates, ended up cutting off a few dates. Um, so I just hung out in California for two weeks. We did some little, some shows. So that's awesome. We, you know, we talked a little bit before this off air and through email about, you know, what song would work really well for you. And Jewel came up and, you know, the funny part about this is, you know, back in the day, I was like a metalhead, uh, you know, Kiss, Poison, Guns N' Roses, blah, 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 mm -hmm. whatever. And but every now and then there would be like another album outside of that genre that I'd be like, I gotta have, you know, this, mm -hmm. this, these people sound great. Nobody needs to know about it. Just <laughs> me, but you know, and Jewel was one of those. I mean, she is just phenomenal. Yeah. And I noticed that her career's kind of been spotty on when she stopped and started and all this other mm -hmm. stuff. looks like she took some family leave and things of that nature. 
which is kind of cool to see too, you know, because because touring and being a musician, oh my gosh, I've gotten a, a small glimpse of what that means, and geez, that's just grueling. Um, yeah. And so, so anyway, we we were looking at you were meant for me, and really kind of that whole album I kind of glossed over and really thought mm-hmm. back about while we were, you know, talking a little bit in email and stuff. And so tell me a little bit about, you know, what is it, what was it about Jewel that, you know, this young girl starts mm-hmm. listening to and she's like, wow, this girl's great. What was it about that? Yeah. So I don't remember again, don't remember exactly what age, but I remember it was somewhere around grade five, six or seven. Um, I don't even remember where I found the album. Like that part is, I, yeah, don't know how I got a hold of it, but it's the Pieces of You mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, there was just something really real and raw about what she was singing about, even if I couldn't relate to a lot of it being sure. so young. Um, and there was something in her, there was something already back then about her guitar playing that captured me. And so, you know, I think I was influenced in that because I do a lot of just picking for my songs. Um, but yeah, it was just that she was singing about things that sounded relatable, real, authentic, and even though some of her songs had elements of like pain, there was still something beautiful about it. And so already at that young age, while there were so many great pop stars of the, you know, mid (laughs) nineties, right? those didn't really, those, you know, those didn't, those didn't grab my attention. It was, it was Jewel. It was that sort of style. I had no idea what singer songwriter was. I had no plans to be a singer songwriter myself. Right. There was an honesty to her lyrics and to her, her vocals that, um, yeah, that just really grabbed my attention. Well, and, and she's just so genuine, just mm-hmm. raw, just, you know, and like you said, there's something to, and you know, now that we've got like American Idol, America's Got Talent, I'm sure there's a Canada's Got Talent or something like that too. <laughs> and it's like, there's something about a person that can just walk up with a guitar or acapella, piano, you know, the Billy Joes, all that kind of stuff. There's something about just being able to walk up and just start singing and just really, you know, hone in your talent and Mm -hmm. not have a huge production value or anything like that. And, you know, when I was listening to some of your stuff, it really kind of had like this Natalie Merchant, uh, almost Alanis Morissette vibe too. And she, and Alanis was kind of that same rawness too, you know, and just, and even Natalie Merchant, I mean, you know, and I've never been a huge fan of these people, but the thing is, it's like, you know, we were talking about this a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. The older you get and the more you start to appreciate music, you see that the genres and the the expression that's coming out of all these people, mm-hmm. it's genuine and it's passionate and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a gift, you know, mm-hmm. and you can have a conversation through song that uh, you may not be able to have in person, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, when we were looking at You Were Meant For Me, it's really kind of like this, you know, like you were saying, kind of over the head of a teenager, you know, a breakup and and just, Mm -hmm. you know, her life has been basically consumed by the despair Mm -hmm. and depression and just emptiness. And and it's like, but, but the lyrics are just so, so raw in the fact that they, they spell it out in a, such a mm-hmm. simplistic way, but you can feel 
with them, you know, mm -hmm. saying, Hey, I woke up, I had this to eat. I went to a movie. It wasn't any fun, but the, the passion in the, exactly. the voice. Yeah. yeah you know, there's something really creative about her lyricism as well. You know, like there's one that one line that I always just loved, you know, I bought a cup of coffee, but didn't want to talk. Or yeah. Like this, I, that just the way she's talked about her loneliness, but in such a creative way. And um, that it, plus like I just could feel like her soul coming through all of that and that's what I connect to with artists is the ones where I can like she almost hear their soul through the song you know she sings it so eloquently and beautifully that it's like wait a minute what did she just say and <laughs> yeah. it's like she took to she talked to her cup of coffee and it's like yeah. wow you know now I get what <laughs> she's really getting at here these aren't just words this is her heart being poured out you know mm -hmm. absolutely and and I you know what I think it from a Christian standpoint, you know, relationships are tough, you know, yeah. um, all of that stuff, friendships, relationships, um, trying to get along with others, all of that stuff can be rough as it is. Um, but it's like, we put so much stock and so much value in that when really I keep coming back to Ephesians 521 and it says submit to one another in Christ. And that's really where the love is that, I mean, you know, he yeah. that first loved us, that's, that's, that's where all love comes from. And, you know, there's a litany of verses about that and so much to talk about when it comes to love, but, but the bottom line is knowing God means, you know, love. Mm -hmm. And, and if, if that wasn't, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is if we're putting humans up on a pedestal of some kind, mm -hmm. then we're kind of missing the bar, so to speak. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that sometimes what, but that's sometimes what the world thinks of love though. They think that, you know, mm -hmm. you put somebody up on this place that they're never going to meet. They're never going to meet these standards that we have for them. Right. And so it's that unconditional love that God gives us that we're supposed to give in return. And mm -hmm. anyway, you know, I don't want to be the preacher here or go off on a oh, tangent, good. but, yeah. but it's, you know, it, it mm -hmm. it's so amazing to me that humanity has the DNA written in here of God, whether we want to believe it or not. Yeah. And so the things that we think, the things that we feel, they all come back to a creator, you know, mm -hmm. on some level. And, um, and when we, when we finally wrestle enough and grapple with that and come to that conclusion, it's a much easier life in so many ways, you know? Yeah, um, and so one of the cool things about Jewel is she's definitely on some sort of spiritual journey. Um, mm -hmm. Now I can't speak for her heart or, you know, where she's at or anything like that, but she's definitely searching. Um, when she says in this one quote in particular, I'm becoming more and more myself with time. I guess that's what grace is, the refinement of your soul through time. And I'm like, wow, there's some wisdom in there. Mm -hmm. um, and so what do you what do you see like is there a certain amount of jewel that maybe speaks to your your christian side a little bit as well yeah i definitely think so um i definitely agree there's she definitely doesn't shy away from from singing about things of the soul mm -hmm. um, you know referencing god or those sorts of things again i don't know her her journey specifically sure but i think especially i think in that statement what that makes me think of um is how for me in music, even though I'm working as a nurse full time and working on some tracks and 
all that kind of stuff and could always, always having something, even the fact that this interview um, was recommended by a friend of mine in the music business, you know, like sure. sorts of things that keep popping up and keeping me on this journey. Right. Um, I still don't know, you know, to what capacity I'm going to, to work as an artist. Um, but I can say that over time, God has used this music journey and all the opportunities I've had to refine me and to help me become more myself. Sure. When I think of even when my friends think about who Amy was, you know, a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, before touring, before doing all the hard work of, you know, um, facing insecurities of coming, yeah, coming totally to, you know, to terms with, you know, why am I so afraid to go sing on stage? What is it that makes me so nervous? Whose opinion do I care about when it comes to what I release? Whose opinion, like all these ways that God has refined me and that's his grace to me. It's his oh, grace yeah. to me that he's wired me a certain way with certain songs. Um, and a part of that with, again, with the extreme tour, it's been just such a huge part of, of how God is lavishes his love in my life is through this tour. Um, because this is a little, little sidetrack, but just to kind of go with this, um, you know, the, the extreme tour brings out on the road, all sorts of artists. I mm -hmm. toured with, with hip hop, with heavy metal, like punk bands. I've toured with alternative rock bands. And then there was me, me and my guitar. And so I've oh, right. So, so you were the only singer songwriter for most of the time that I toured. I was, that was it. I was, well, that's pretty awesome. It is, but for someone who has struggled to feel mm. like they fit in or to find their place or still looking for that validation, it was sure. like, oh, I don't sing like them, or I don't have a big voice like that rocker chick, or I don't have a cool band, or just never feeling enough. Right. Even though I could see God's hand in it, you know, he was like, sure. I have a purpose for you. And I was like, where? Right. <laughs> but, you know, but through that tour, they're just, there's a, there's a moment in the events that they set up, um, where they they like to place an artist that provides some time to reflect for the people that are at the event they've seen all sorts of different acts there's normally five or six different acts doing maybe 15 20 minute sets mm -hmm. um, so there's been lots of fun you know people have had a great time there's been some you know high high intensity music maybe um and they don't share like an evangelical message but they usually have an artist slot where they give someone that freedom of hey feel free to share your story sure and so i usually would come after that Mm -hmm. And for the longest time, I thought it was because, oh, there's, they don't know where else to put someone who's quiet. And when they sing their songs, people sometimes cry. Like, <laughs> you know, that was, and, but then I, God showed me over time and through a couple of tours with them, that that's a special gift that he's given me. Mm -hmm. And that when I'm just myself and I stop trying to be like anyone else and I just offer him like my life and I offer him what he's given me back to him, like that's when I feel most alive or when I get to share a song that helps somebody, you know, and I've also had the opportunity to, um, especially it started here in Ottawa at a hospice, but also I got to do some of it in Memphis, but I've had opportunities to go and, and either sing hymns and worship songs or sing my own songs with patience and have had this kind of, again, seeing more and more of the way he's wired me, which is to use my music to comfort, to help, to bring healing to, you know, like, and so for me, that, that quote from Jewel about becoming more and more yourself over time, like I can totally say that that's been something that's true for myself. And the more opportunities I've had, the more God has just been moving me all over the place and teaching me new things. Um, 
you know, a big part of that is, is finding, finding what, what I'm supposed to do with this music that I yeah. keep writing. Well, that's, that's awesome. And, and, and I think I saw where you had maybe recently put out some, either some digital tracks or something or. Yeah. Um, so I did kind of compile some demo CDs back in 2016 and 2017, and I had them on Bandcamp. Mm -hmm. um, but I had never uploaded them to Spotify or iTunes or Apple Music. Okay. So just this past spring, four years late, but I finally had the gumption to say, hey, I'm going to get onto Spotify and just put the songs out there for anyone that, that actually wants to look for them. So on Spotify under Amy Lindhausen, I do have um, acoustic live recordings up for, that I recorded. Cool, cool. And, and we'll share your links, you know, with this, sure, with this sure. episode too, so anybody can find those. And, you know, so, so it was really cool. You, you talked a little bit about having the opportunity to, you know, talk a little bit about your journey and your faith. So were you a church kid? Did you grow up in the church? Yep, yep. Absolutely yep. did. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, so give us a little bit about, you know, has it always been kind of a journey for you? Were there any, you know, is there any testimony, so to speak? I know everybody uses that sure. word, but yeah. you know, um, yeah, no, mine has definitely been a journey. I grew up going to church, which I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think I remember accepting Christ into my heart when I was about six or seven. Again, I don't think we wrote it down. I sure. remember where I was and I remember my mom was there. And, and it's so cool. It is. But I, when I look back, it was more of out of, out of fear. Sure. Of, you know, not going to hell. <laughs> right. And, um, but then I was a teenager. I did get baptized when I was about 15. And again, meant, meant every word, mm -hmm. but there was a really clarifying moment when I was in my early 20s at university at one of the church services I was going to. Um, you know, I didn't ever really rebel. doesn't mm -hmm. mean I was perfect, but there was some clarity about how if we harbor jealousy, envy, mm -hmm. bitterness, right. we like, I was, had this really clarifying moment of, you know, struggling with insecurities being jealous of other girls because I didn't think I was good enough. Like that really was a negative side that had really just like these little like weeds had just sprouted out sure. in my teens and my early twenties, even though I was going to church and Bible study. Um, so that was a really, really clarifying moment of like, Oh Lord, like, no, I, I didn't come from a really, really rough background or terrible outward sins, but what I've been carrying around with me is not what you want for me. And it's, this is sin. Yeah. It, so it, then, well, and it's a bittersweet realization, you know. It is. It was almost like a relief, though, at the same time. Of like, Definitely. I need you. <laughs> like, right. This, this, there's, a, there's a solution for this. I don't have to live this way. So, you know, working that out through my 20s, and um, it's a long journey to kind of unthink and, and to learn new thought patterns. And I'll be honest, some of that for me has been um, addressing some depression and some things later on in my twenties, even as a nurse, I learned all about that stuff, but I didn't come to grips with that until later in my twenties. And definitely, so it's just, it's been a long journey for me. Um, but there's been a lot of moments along the way when things came up, like the first time I got that extreme tour email, when I had, you know, no followers, I wasn't a big sensation. I had a few faithful friends and family that were supporting me and interested in what I had to sing. Sure. I got that email. I just got so emotional. It was like 11 o'clock at night when I got it. And I had this feeling of like, Lord, you love me that much, hmm. but there's a reason why Like I, I felt like there's a reason why I have all these songs coming out, but I didn't actually believe I could actually, there's a purpose for me. 
Right. And so there's been moments along the way where, again, that grace that, again, we don't know what Jewel talked about, but my grace from the Lord has been him just giving me opportunities where he's like, I have, I have something for you. Right. That little, that little whisper that you've been hearing to continue singing and writing and huh. pushing yourself and getting out of your comfort zone. Like it's for a reason. So I've had a lot of moments of just really seeing how real God is and how faithful he is, how kind he is, mm-hmm. you know, um, because when he first got me on this journey back in 2016, you know, I was still a mess in a lot of ways, still working through a lot of stuff, you know, it's not because I was perfect and had it all together. It's yeah. a little opposite. And he was like, I felt like he was like, let's go on a trip. Let's go on a journey. Let's, let's get you growing and, and healing. And, and so it seems like as I step out and share a song, it's almost like as if that act and even singing those words, sometimes I need to hear it. I yep. need that God is still healing me through the songs he's given me to sing. And so my act of obedience hopefully will bless some of the listener but it's growing me too. And it's helping heal me and it's drawing me closer to him because, you know, I, I don't, I don't have perfect pitch. I sing mm-hmm. well, I've come to terms with my voice and I, I practice and I, you know, do some vocal coaching and I'm always growing and trying to get better. Um, but, you know, I've seen him use what I thought was my worst performance and it ends up the line I messed up from my own song, someone connected with. Wow. And so it's those kind of moments that I'm like, okay, okay, you're doing something bigger here. It doesn't mean it's going to be big by the world standards, but you ha- you, he has a purpose for each person and what he's given them. Well, and, and, and that's funny that you say that because the whole time I'm sitting here thinking, you know, the world standards are what we keep measuring ourselves to. Right. And they're, 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 the standards that he gives are immeasurable. We're, you know, we, they are, they are, designed for a purpose and a reason. And if it's to meet that one person that your voice cracked on or whatever, (laughs) then he placed you here for that reasoning. And, Mm -hmm. and I think that's what's so beautiful about it all is each journey is so unique. And if we could just learn, and this kind of comes from that whole mindset of metalhead punk, you know, folk, all that stuff. If we could just learn to embrace the ear for what the ear does and the hand for what the hand does and, you know, the, the arms for what they do. And if we could just look at the body the way he does and understand that, you know what, I see the Holy spirit and the grace of God in this person. It doesn't matter if I necessarily get what they're doing. I know that he's working here, you know, yep. and oh, it's, absolutely. yeah. And, and, yeah. and that's, that's, that's one of those bittersweet lessons that I kind of think of is just, you know, like you were saying, it's like, I've done this, I've been good. I've done all these things. Mm-hmm. Cause for the most part, I didn't rebel. I didn't go off on some crazy yeah. track. Um, you know, sure. There's some moments that I'd love to erase <laughs> probably, but then I wouldn't be gone. who I am today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but, but it's like, you know, coming to that realization that I can't do this on my own. I can't yeah. do this alone. Absolutely. That's the turning point, I think. And yeah. that's when, that's when st- things start to get real, you know, cause, yeah. and, and I've noticed that, and it sounds like he's kind of doing the same for you that, you know, I always think about what about Bob? You remember that movie with Bill Murray <laughs> oh where he goodness. takes the baby yes. steps, right? Yes. I always I feel like, movie. yes, I always feel like God's telling <laughs> me around the corner. 
baby right. steps out the door. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And I feel like it's like God keeps doing that with me. And at some point he's going to be like, yes. dude, just take a toddler step. You know, <laughs> you don't have to crawl and, you know, but, um, but no, that, you know, this has been great. I really appreciate, um, you know, kind of you coming on board and really kind of giving us your story because, you know, I, a, a buddy of mine, we, we talked a little bit about this on air or off air. He works in Nashville with a lot of singer songwriters and it's a, and I think we kind of alluded to this a little bit. It's kind of a dying profession in some ways in the fact that it's just not as genuine anymore. It's, you know, the, all these cookie cutter type things. And so when somebody like you comes along and can really relate with audiences and really, you know, just pick up a guitar and they can say, you know, the, the one guy that I always kind of think about back in my day was Rich Mullins. That guy was phenomenal when it came to, you know, Christ-based, biblical, just, I mean, I, I saw him in concert once and the soundboard for whatever reason was not working. Mm -hmm. So his piano wasn't working. His guitar wasn't working. The bass couldn't work. The, 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 the speakers on the drums couldn't work. They couldn't mic anything, mm -hmm. but for whatever reason, the dulcimer kept working. And so he just started playing the dulcimer and the rest of the concert was just him and the dulcimer. And it was almost like, this is the best show I've ever seen, you know? That's so cool. And so it was really, really wild to, to you know, get to see that. And I was so, so grateful to see him before, you know, he mm -hmm. tragically kind of met his mm -hmm. end. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, artists, artists are one of those things that's just really cool to watch what God does through each one of them individually, because, mm -hmm you know, unfortunately, there is a little bit of a divide when it comes to what people like music wise. Yeah. So, you know, like we've been talking about, you're here for a reason. And there's people that that music touches more than it does others. And that's the road you've been given, which is really awesome. And I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt that keep taking those, those steps because oh, just within two and a half to three years time, I've seen some pretty amazing, phenomenal things that, you know, I there's on a daily basis. I'm like, I just want to give up and stop this. This is getting old. It's, it's draining me. It's this, it's that. And I get that little nudge and that little push and it's enough to go for another three, four weeks. <laughs> yeah. And then at that four week mark, I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. And then next thing, next time it's two months. And you know what? You get the point. You get the oh, point. Absolutely. I have good friends in my, and like my family too, they're supportive, but in that community of artists now I have my couple friends, especially where I'll be like, Hey, I'm really struggling. Like, again, don't know if I should keep going with this. I don't know why I'm doing it. You know, that, that release only got 20 listens and I'm grateful for the listens, but am I really doing anything that's mad? Like that matters. Like, again, that kind of comes down to that kind of, I don't know, almost like these new cars on the road today that tell you if you're going outside the lane, right. those sorts of ones. That's what I feel like is a lot of my journey with music where I go towards the outside the lane where I'm like, God, I don't know why I'm doing this. I, I don't have a cool Instagram. I don't, you know, whatever. I don't seem to be doing it right. And I don't know. And all this stuff kind of goes through my head. And then he just, he does something or he speaks through someone or something happens or someone mentions that they listen to the song. And, and again, it's not about external validation, but he's just, he's very sweet to use other people sometimes to be like, keep going. Sure. Remember, remember who you're doing this for. Right. Remember what I've already done. 
and stop comparing because we're also much better. We're well, not much better equipped, but we are freed to champion others. Or I've learned that I am free to champion others around me when I am secure in who I am, who God has made me to be, and that I can just rest in that whatever journey I'm on is what it's supposed to be. So when that friend gets that big break, I can cheer them on wholeheartedly because God's doing something there. Right. And if I'm up here in Canada working as a nurse and releasing tracks every now and then, and I get to play for my patients sometimes down the road after COVID when that's lifted and, you know, like whatever sure. its path is for me, if I can rest in that, then I can be free to encourage others and be, and just do what he's given me to do. Right. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's all we're called to do. And, yeah. um, and, and, and I, I think some really good moments to take away from this are just, man, just don't worry about everybody else. Cause it's, it's, yeah. it, that's the biggest, <laughs> it's the biggest pill to swallow. And, and I'm the it same is. way. I'm like, I'm like, well, I didn't tag my YouTube video this way. I didn't ask <laughs> for likes. I it didn't do this. Uh, I'm just mm-hmm. like, you know, well, yeah. well, you know, if it, if that one person heard it, if a dozen people heard it, whatever yeah. I, you know, yeah. I'm yeah. just like you were saying, and, and I really wholeheartedly believe this, the expressions that we have in art or speaking or whatever, those are expressions that we need to hear from our, our ears, from our own mouth, from him as well. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not some kind of, you know, prideful thing. That's, that's our heart spilling out and actually saying, you know, what the Holy Spirit is saying to us personally as well. And, you know, I I think, I think it's a tough, it's a tough thing sometimes in Christianity because Christians look at other Christians instead of looking at Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think the world does that quite frankly. And it's, it's a very dangerous place to be if you're constantly Mm-hmm. trying to compare and um you know well and and you know i've lived that and i think a lot of people have lived that quite honestly so. you know so. and especially in the social media world we live in where you know this person just got this house this person just did this <laughs> this person's got this car blah 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 and i'm just like you know i i I remember getting wrapped up into it and seeing some high school friends and things of that nature on there and being like, wow, we're nowhere near where, where they are. We're nowhere near what we should be and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, do you, do you have the one thing in all of it that is the cornerstone of life in your, you know, in your life? And if you've got that, stop worrying about everything else, but yeah. could go on and on forever. But For that's, sure. I hear you. I am so there and keep, keep pushing on and we'll be pushing on right there with you. So it's, this has been so great, Amy. Uh, we appreciate you being on there. Amy's uh, information, all of her, you know, uh, links, pages, all that stuff will be listed in the description area here. So check out some of her music and uh, we really appreciate you being on the show, Amy. Thank you so much for having me, Todd. It's been great. Uh, Awesome. This has been great. This is Rockin' Odd Todd signing out. We will catch you on the next episode. Thanks so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Song of Verse podcast. Hopefully it was an uplifting, honest, and meaningful experience for you. We do accept donations. If you feel led to give to the Song and Verse Ministries, check out songandverseministries.com slash donate for a number of different ways to give back. 
And also be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We hope you turn into the next episode of the Song of Verse podcast. Until then, keep searching for the DNA of God's Word found flowing through songs.